party observers, or for the those of you who don't speak Mandarin, <laughs> just say hi. How are you? Our listeners. Oh my God. All right. Uh, well, it's official. John is now leading our intros for the podcast. Listen, um, using, I think. I'm bringing in a more diverse audience. Yeah. Yeah, you are <laughs> doing that. Uh, yeah, welcome in to Third Party Observers. Uh, this is episode 60, right? Yes, it um, is. So I hope you've listened to all 60. I hope you've enjoyed every single one of them. They're only getting better. Um, so by episode 100, I mean, we'll probably be winning awards, would be my guess. Your thoughts, guys? I mean Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, I, mean, I think like the goal is get 1% better every day. Or that, that's a common saying in the right. NFL. And so yeah. like by one, episode 100, we're going to be at 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100% better. Yeah. 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 Two years in, but 100% better. <laughs> and, then it, and then it just keeps going. 100, yeah. Episode 101, 101%. That's right. So never stop. Right. From an actual Emmys or no Grammys, it'd be a Grammy, right? What for the podcast? For an award, yeah. I don't think they give I mean, podcast awards like that. They, I'm, I'm sure there's a, there's podcast awards somewhere, but it's not a Grammy. And it's, it's not like not on a, that scale. It's not a Tony. It's not an Emmy. No. There's another one. What is it? It's a potty. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a golden porcelain toilet. Yeah. Like, you got Oscar. Oscar. Oscar's the other uh, one. We yeah. hit it. Uh, I like, well, I like potty. I want a potty. Potty <laughs> award. Uh, potty award for a potty podcast. <laughs> we might um, not use our potty mouths too much, but sometimes it just slips out. Yeah, sometimes it just slips out. Um, yeah, well, you know, we just had the Super Bowl. Um, to uh, you know, we we're recording before the Super Bowl, but this is releasing after, so we don't know if anything slipped out in the halftime show or not. But continuity. Is just- <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hope not. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into the episode, go follow us on our socials, Twitter, at Party Observers, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Third Party Observers. Um, we're, we're putting up some pretty hot content um, on all of those sites, so make sure you go follow those pages and share and like and do all of those things that people all the time ask you to do for whatever you're listening to (laughs) do it for us also you can leave reviews did you know that you can leave a review you can leave your comments on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, all of that stuff and we see those and sometimes we may even read them so (laughs) you leave us a five-star review we will maybe read it on the podcast so okay could be your time um well how have you guys been what have you been up to i've been working a lot for some reason a lot of people in my department are getting sick again Uh and well the going theory of the people that are there is that they're really just allergic to me and they just keep calling them sick Because that it's really sense. only I can see that I'm working. So that's fantastic. A, yeah, that's the working theory, but I've been really busy. John, do you rub your coworkers the wrong way? I mean, it's possible <laughs> that 
I, I think it's very probable. <laughs> I mean, my, I make sure that they know we're work acquaintances, maybe friends. <laughs> acquaintances. Well, know there's your problem right there, John. The wrong thing. But I, I mean, I try not to get involved in their personal life, and I yeah, definitely yeah, don't let them in mind. So. Yeah. Now you've hung out with some coworkers um, outside of work before. That's right, a violation of your policy. You're never in my department. No. So, mm. Enough of a barrier at work for me to hang out with. Where does this rule stem from? Why? Why is this a rule? Because I just don't want to get, get together with people that are in my department or that I work closely with. There just needs to be a good work-life balance, yeah. and it, and I don't want to be friends with them. I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's fine. I mean most, yeah, most people I work with, I am not friends with outside of work. There are a few exceptions, but um, yeah, you just you don't always want to mix that. Well, man, are people, you friends with people? Yeah, outside. Yeah, like we go get drinks and we will smoke a cigar. Well, I mean, if you want to call, because I've like I've been to my boss's house several times and we hang yeah. out and smoke cigars and. I've been to the guy I share an office with, Jim. Uh, I've been to his house on his back patio and hung out and smoked cigars. There. We, we like smoking cigars, if you haven't noticed. Um, and, yeah, just hanging out. We'll go get drinks at the cigar bar every once in a while and, um, like, brainstorm different business ideas and talk about stuff. And it's, it's like, interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, but I'd consider most of the people I work with friends. Yeah. Well, you're more social people. than John and I. <laughs> Well, it doesn't take much. Yeah, you're a lot. Kinda... <laughs> you're a lot nicer person than uh, <laughs> that's me and John. So true. yeah, um, you yeah. guys like your little bubble. You have your close friends, and yeah. you like to stick with those. And I've got my friends, and I don't need more. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I've I've been listening to uh, that podcast. Conan makes a friend or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What is it called? Conan needs a friend. Conan needs a friend. And I'm less like, and but I just listened to the one with Dax Shepard. He's like, well, maybe I don't need friends. Like I have the few <laughs> friends that I have, and they're, I like yeah. them. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it, it it there's definitely an argument to be made. Like you guys are definitely like my closest friends, and I hang out with you guys the most, and we do the most stuff together. And if we go on vacations, most of the time, like we'll go with each other if it if it works out. And like you need to have that really close knit friend uh, group yeah. of friends, uh, but also it it just helps. Well, I live in a different city than you, so I have other people that it's nice to be able to hang out with uh, because I can't drive to Tulsa every day. Um, so I get to see other people when I'm in Stillwater and hang out with you guys when I'm in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, people I can talk to, I guess. Yeah. So I wanted to give everybody an update. Last episode, I shared that I was doing dry February, right? That February, I cannot say that month. Anyway, um, so far, so good. Nice. I thought you were going to come out and be like, oh, I had a sip of beer. I'm Uh, so ashamed. I'll tell you what. (laughs) This week was pretty rough because... (laughs) Not because the week was hard or anything like that, although that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe played a part, 
but it's because every day whenever I left work, it felt so damn nice outside. Oh, I mean, yeah. It was like it was 70 nice. degrees. Yeah. Sunny. And I wanted nothing more than to go home, get out on my back patio, and crack a cold one. I mean, that just sounded like so nice. Beer. That would be yeah. nice, yeah. Now, planning to, I'm still, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do dry February. And I've already said March 1, it's done. We're, we're ending that streak. Of course, we've got Cinco de Marcho coming up, um, which, you know, uh, John needs to plan an engagement for that. Patent pending. It's a real holiday. Yeah. (laughs) Stan, you're about making money off of this podcast. Yeah. This could be an income. How do I patent a holiday and make money off of this? I don't know. It'd be like a copyright or trademark. So I need a trademark this holiday. Yeah. Anyone that wants to sell, which for those of the listeners who don't know, Cinco de Marcho is a celebration of the creation of a taco, of the taco. Yeah. <laughs> the taco. <laughs> yeah. There's a history to it and everything. Yeah. I, Don Juan Taco. Yeah. So. Uh, well, just to add on to that, hmm. for work, I've I've had to, so. Um, we're in the middle of construction. We're adding on to our building. Well, yeah. one of the things that they are about to do, and it kind of happened more suddenly than they expected, was that they were going to start renovating the office space. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing one floor and then the next so that people could kind of shift around, they've decided, why not do them all at once? Why not <laughs> demo all of the bathrooms in the building? Uh, what a so, great idea. So I've been kind of uh, helping my boss this week try to find some some co-working spaces. Of course, we can work remote if yeah. need to, but they kind of want people to be together as much as they can. Mm-hmm. So today I went and looked at a co-working space. Um, have you guys seen any of those? Like the, you know, there's yeah. a few in Tulsa, but yeah. Stan. Okay. So they're pretty nice. I mean, they and they've got a lot of amenities. Um, I was very impressed. But the thing I was most impressed with is that this place that I was at has craft beer on tap. What? At, at the place. And so during the, any time. Now, here's the wow. The, the when That's I was dangerous. on the tour, the lady was like, you know, the only thing we ask is that you don't you don't start drinking until two o'clock. <laughs> it's not a it's not a rule. It's just it's their kind of suggestion. Their recommendation. So I've been talking with producer Amy and I, I'm like, if if my work does this, because I'll end up being one of the people that that is working remote for this time. I said, I will have a beer at the end of every day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I. You have to. It's. I mean, you're paying for it's it. It's free. Right there. Yeah. I will gain so much weight. If I, I, <laughs> by, the end of this month, by the end of this month, I may lose five pounds. I mean, I'm not yeah. really doing anything besides not drinking. I don't even think I drink enough to add weight. 
But yeah, drinking a beer every day at the end of work, yeah, that's gonna add on some some poundage, I would think, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Well, I've never like tried one beer a day, but it seems like one beer a day isn't like excessive, is it? I don't How know. many calories are a glass of beer typically? Well, well light beer is around 92 calories. Um, okay. and then, so you're probably not going to be drinking light beer. Nope. What's uh, <laughs> just so, like a normal, like a Sam Adams run? It's probably going to be around 215, 230, something like that. That may no, be a little not, high. From a straight calorie not. standpoint, that's just like a yeah. 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 It, it, it's more of it's just, um, nutrient dense you know you're not gaining anything from it besides uh calories so Mm -hmm. um i don't know we'll see it'll be an interesting journey if if that's what they choose um i've already decided that observers can watch you take what a a journey the observers can watch you take (laughs) every every week his hair will be more disheveled (laughs) come in and be like i need a drink yeah (laughs) <laughs> I'll uh, I will make a, I'll, I'll video myself every day or take a picture every day, and then we'll at the end of the month we'll do a, a reel. Well, at the end of the month, I mean, this is talking about this could go on for 18 months. Yeah, so. is the is the potential of this displacement. So oh. I could have 18 months of beers every afternoon. Think about how much money you'd save buying your own. Dr- I mean, I, I will at the very least have a beer every Friday or two yeah. before I leave. Yeah. Um, but the potential is great for it to be an everyday occurrence. So yeah, we'll you see. Have a terrible meeting that you you're just so mad and drink a beer. That's right. And apparently, the this place they do a like an event thing every now and then where they they it's a happy hour, so they bring in hard liquor too. If Whoa! All free. Yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, uh, that's one thing at my work. We do have several bottles of bourbon around all the yeah. time. And like some days, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to the conference room. I'm gonna hang out. It's been a day. I'm gonna drink a glass of bourbon, and it's usually pretty nice bourbon. Uh, Four Roses single yeah. barrel is what they've been stocking recently. Um, we'll have a couple different kinds. I think they usually have a scotch. We've got a rum. Um, but it's it's pretty nice, especially on those days where you're just like, man, I need a drink. Um, yeah. Because sometimes, I mean, usually, love my job. Sometimes days are just rough. Like today was a little rough. I was talking to, like the first phone call of the day that I got, um, I work in sales for those of you who don't know. Um, this guy just called me at like nine in the morning. Um, early on, first thing, and just chewed me out for some <laughs> something that our marketing department posted on social media. And I was like, dude, Ugh. I did not want to start my day getting yeah. chewed out, yelled at, and trying to placate this customer. It's like, come on, man. Like, at least wait until after lunch. Like, let me enjoy right. my morning, you know? Oh, no. Have, have you ever, <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever get to call people and chew them out? No, I try to be like yeah. professional and somewhat nice because if you're nice to people, then they're more likely to buy something from you. If you're an asshole, they're not going to come back and like actually buy something from yeah. you. Yeah, well, John doesn't work in sales. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not selling a damn thing. <laughs> I just, if I have to, like, 
I've chewed a few vendors out and I've been yeah. known if somebody has to get nasty, I can be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've I never mean, had to do that in my line of work. So uh, let me tell you, sometimes I want to. Sometimes people are just stupid. Like this oh, morning, yeah. I wanted to just let loose and it was so hard. I had I had to work so hard to just shut my mouth, apologize, and be like, let me go talk to marketing and we're gonna take care of this. It was so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. guys when I get two people out. It gives me it's a, it's like a it's a power up. Yeah. <laughs> it energizes John. Yeah. <laughs> Every day he's yeah. like, hey, who do I need to cuss out today? Send who do I gotta yell at? I'm ready for it. Yeah. yeah. That's Someone funny. didn't do what they said they were going to do and we're paying them to do it. Let me at them. Bring it on. Um, okay, a little bit of a segue. Um, well, not a little bit of a segue. A lot of a segue. Uh, you guys been watching the Winter Olympics? Negative. Any? I, anything? I like. I, I know about them. I, I know it's the lowest rated they've ever been. Um, <laughs> I know that it's not – most of the things that they're doing are not real sports. Like, obviously, it takes skill to do it. But I, the other day when I was at your house, because um, you have TV, I do not, I flipped it on, and they were doing, like, the luge, which is – I think that's just a single-person sled. Yeah. And it – because you do not have to be athletic or whatever to do that. Like, sure, you're going fast or whatnot. But I saw this guy. He's, he was a fatso. <laughs> he was so fat. <laughs> Obviously, he wasn't very good. I feel like the heavier you are, the problem you are good. But yeah. he flipped his, he flipped his luge thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, so, but he wasn't very good. I mean, yeah. So it was just, I was just like, and then uh, don't even get me started on curling. That bullshit of an excuse of a sport just looked like, oh, four dads that are trying to get away from their kids. Like, oh, let me just. <laughs> slide this thing onto some ice and then we'll have two other bullshit people just put get a broom and like smooth out the already smooth eyes. It's <laughs> so stupid. That's, how who let this be a sport is what I want to know. Like are they just dropping acid and like well this is what we're gonna do. Like golly is that your least favorite winter Olympic event? Probably it's, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Like it's up, it's on par with this um, speed walking for the summer Olympics. Yeah. That is the bullshit right there. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, um, synchronized swimming? Oh my gosh! You know, don't get them started takes, on synchronized swimming. That at least takes some skill. Still not a sport, but it at least is like okay. You need to be in sync and you need to be in skill. That one is still stupid as hell, and, and I'm never going to watch it or support it, but it's better than curling. Curling is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Just never be allowed to be a sport. I know this is a hot take because people love curling, and I think they only love it because like, I could go to the Olympics and do that. Well, you know what would happen if you did? You would also be a dumb shit. you <laughs> <laughs> John's oh, he's getting bothered. He, he got the blanket <laughs> off now. Yeah, I am warm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, okay, well, what do you think is the most dangerous winter Olympics event? Oh, I mean, it's probably got to be the bobsled thing, like where you're driving. Yeah, the luge. That's where I probably got the most people dying. What's the one with guns where they're where they're they're like cross country like cross country skis? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't that's know. Like that's like that. not dangerous. Not dangerous at all. You just you walk. Yeah. You're you're not like mid ski as you're shooting this gun. Like you just they're gotta not doing walk like across a drive by. You just walk <laughs> across to the next station. If they're trying to kill each other, right? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, you eliminate and somebody's got to win. It's yeah. the Hunger Games. Now, I wouldn't watch that because I'm not a monster, but if they made a movie about that, maybe. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I really have never followed the Winter Olympics. I don't know a lot about the events. Um, but I do want to get your opinion on which of the events do you think you'd be most likely to meddle at? Oh, it'd be curling. That's <laughs> the easiest shit in the entire world. I I almost guarantee you I could walk out there on that ice and probably be just as good as that whatever team it is. That takes almost zero skill. I, I well, you'd also have a good um, good sense of balance. I think I would bust my ass every time. Because, I mean, they, they also, I'm not flexible enough. I mean, they get low. I, I could be one of the sweepers. I could probably do that. Hmm. Also, they go so slow. Like, if you're, like, I would, especially if I'm going last, I'm zooming that thing and knocking everyone else's out of there. Well, but then yours just bounces yeah. off and you don't get close yeah. to the middle. Yeah, but neither do theirs, especially <laughs> if I'm going last. I want. I want to see John play. I want to see yeah. John curl. I mean, it, it's it's essentially shuffleboard. Yeah. On it's a bigger a scale. Yeah, yeah, it's a parlor game, and that's probably how you know. Instead of shuffleboard in Canada, they they play curling at bars. So yeah. that's how that's how I imagine that this was invented. Um. All right. Now we're gonna switch over into something a little bit new so um you guys may have noticed we've been doing some um interviews more interviews lately with the in the podcast um and that's something we want to continue to do um just talking as three guys as we the three of us are um from yes. the midwest we are with, we are ordinary people and Not we want to interview ordinarily extraordinary people so uh, <laughs> you know like a few episodes ago we had drew carley on um you know who's a, a musician and a songwriter um and, and we've got a few other guests lined up that you know we just kind of want to hear people's stories and, and hear what they're working through and it'll still be fun podcast but before we kind of got into more of that we wanted to kind of share kind of our perspective on, on some things and where we're all coming from so uh I kind of want to open it up to you guys and just think at the beginning of this episode, we talked a lot about work, um, which was not intentional, but um, how does your current job compare to what you thought you would be doing in high school? Mm, That's a good question. (laughs) 
Zero <laughs> percent. When I was in high school, I pilot, and um, like I went to tech school to be a aircraft mechanic. So I'm technically a certified mm-hmm. aircraft mechanic. Um, that was kind of like the first stepping stone into aviation, and then yeah. I went and got a business degree because I did not want to go 50 grand, 75 grand in the hole to pay for my pilot's license. And so my thought was, yeah. hey, I'll get a business degree, I'll get a job, and then I'll finance my my pilot's degree when I'm making money. Now, to be um, clear, you had scholarships to go to school because otherwise then it is going 50 to, you know, then you're going into debt to get a college degree. So, well, yes. So the the way it works uh, at least at the school I was going to, well, I think any flight school, if you want to get it in, in, in addition to a bachelor's degree, you have yeah. to get your bachelor's degree. So you're paying your regular college mm-hmm. tuition for a, a normal bachelor's degree. But then on top of that, you're paying your college tuition. Yeah. So I had enough scholarship money and out of pocket money to pay for my college tuition, just a normal bachelor's yeah. degree. But if I was to do that in addition to my pilot's license, the the flight hours and the training is the expensive part. So that's what you're looking at, 50, 50 grand yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't want to start off 50 grand in the hole. Um, yeah. And honestly, I'm kind of glad I didn't because um, like- Flying I, sucks. No, it's actually really fun. But <laughs> I I did get to, I, I have soloed. I haven't yeah. gotten my private pilot's license. I haven't finished it yet, but- um, I plan on getting it, but I I decided that it's one of those things that I think would be a fun like hobby. It'd be a fun thing to do, but I don't think I want to make a career out of it um, yeah. because you're literally doing the same exact thing over and over, and it would just get. I feel like it would get old. Um, what I've uh, turned into is uh, instead of being a pilot, um, actually it's kind of funny because the company I work at has like three pilots at it um but they're private pilots and they just do it for their own enjoyment for the most part um and for business they'll fly around and stuff we've got a company plane um but anyway i got into entrepreneurship and that's what my degree was in it's a business entrepreneurship uh, major mm-hmm. and <clears throat> um, i've really enjoyed the business development and building companies and learning how to do that and doing that alongside some of these other guys that are kind of advising me and teaching me how to do all that stuff. Um, and the reason I like that is because it, you're not always doing the one thing at, like all the time. Uh, I get to do a little bit of marketing. I work in sales a lot primarily right now, um, but I do uh, like new product development and we come out with new ideas for different directions to take the company and so it's cool to be involved in all the different areas uh, with that so that's kind of how i why i decided to go into that instead of pursuing the pilot's license real hard um but i still would like to get the pilot's license as like a recreational thing later on yeah i'd like you to fly us around yeah yeah let's do it i don't know if i can john Third party observers live from the plane. <laughs> <laughs> we can fly low enough. We still have yeah. service. Uh, John, what, you, what about you? Sorry, what was the question? I've forgotten. I mean, like what you're doing now, I guess what the better question is, what did you think, you know, when you were in high school, what did you think you would be doing 
you know, in in oh. your late twenties, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. I did not first. I did not think I was going to be in Oklahoma. I didn't like Oklahoma. Like I wanted to move to a bigger city or whatnot. I figured I'd get some kind of uh, business job up in like a big city like New York or Chicago or something like that. But mm-hmm. turns out I did not do that. <laughs> and it's good too because the other day I was sitting at a stoplight and it was, I probably had to sit through two like full things of, yeah, like, two cycles cycles of that stoplight and i was irate like just <laughs> you mean mad yeah. I don't know. if i had to do that every day or whatever there's Constantly. no way I could do that. yeah but in, in a big city i mean they also have better uh public transportation so you'd probably take the tube or the train places yeah, probably but i don't know yeah it just made me so mad but i always mm-hmm. thought i'd live in a city um and that i but then when I finished my degree, I was like, God, I hate this. Also, college is a scam because it doesn't really, I don't feel like it teaches you a whole lot. I've learned yeah. so much more on the job than like, and it doesn't yeah. even compare to like things that you learn in school. It's so stupid, but that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> so when you said that you, you know, you envisioned yourself living in a big city in a business job. I mean, that is so broad, a business job. What does that mean? Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do growing up. I mean, my parents obviously had things that they wanted me to do, yeah. um, well, but I didn't want to do what they wanted me to do either. So uh, they wanted me to be like a doctor or like a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, did not want to do that. So I just figured I'd go to school and get like a marketing degree because everyone needs marketing. But by the time I finished it, I hated it. So, yeah. Uh, but with what I'm doing now, it's enjoyable because like, like Stan says, it's pretty different. It's different mm-hmm. enough to be kind of uh, you have variety to it. But um, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Well, Stan, I mean, John kind of alluded to it, but did you have any like family or outside influence kind of directing you on your path? I know you kind of initially went the aviation route, and you know, your dad was a pilot, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was he pilot a for quite a while. He does have a plane. It doesn't fly right now, unfortunately, because that would have no. made it so much cheaper to fly. Because um, renting a plane to fly, like the small single mm-hmm. engine ones, are $175 an hour for one hour. And it's wow. when, you, when you're looking at a minimum of probably 60 hours to get your private pilot's license, um, and that's just one rating because you have to get your private pilot's license. You have to get your commercial pri- uh, pilot's license. You have to get your uh, your ratings for instrumentation and um, and all this different stuff in order to actually fly at a commercial level. Uh, it it adds up real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad. Well, uh, do what? This girl I work with owns two airplanes. Wow. Uh, you want to introduce me? <laughs> yeah. Are they, they're, they're are, they are they remote control airplanes? No, because she, ha- I think she has her private. So okay, I don't know. that's cool. Mm. I mean, you can, you can get a plane. Through. Yeah, you can get a plane for like, if you find a, a cheap one that's probably kind of run down but can still fly, fifteen grand. So like a, a car. Yeah. Okay. Um. Seems like they but, should cost more than that, but I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, it depends on what you're getting. I mean, it wouldn't be a good plane. It's all transportation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. But to answer your question, Austin, um, yeah, I had outside influences. My dad was a pilot, and so that's kind of where I got the uh, interest in aviation from. Um, growing up with him, telling stories and hearing about all these adventures that he went on when he was a pilot. And so I thought that would be cool. Um, so that was, that was one, uh, that was the big driving factor behind me wanting to be a pilot, but for entrepreneurship, uh, I've always kind of wanted to do my own thing. And, mm -hmm. uh, again, my dad has owned his own companies and worked for himself, uh, for the better part of, uh, since I've lived in Oklahoma, at least, uh, when I've been i've been here since sixth grade um so i've kind of followed in his footsteps in that too uh but the cool thing about like so my education background and what i'm doing now they're different types of companies well, yeah what are you laughing at? <laughs> did john fall asleep over there <laughs> is john falling asleep no i'm not asleep <laughs> it's kind yeah, of hard to tell he looks so cozy, and, and but I can't he's tell if off. the angle if he's dozing off or if he's just. <laughs> I'm oh awake. man! I've never been more wide awake. I'm standing, <laughs> riveting me, keeping me awake. <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, I, I talk about more interesting stuff, or else people are gonna be falling asleep listening to the podcast. Well, I I mean I don't know. Um, well, you know, for me, I had i was pretty influenced to go into like the health and medical yeah kind of feel that you know the my family really like they they were like that's where all the money's going to be at so go after something there you'll you'll always yeah. have a job yeah um you know with the current situation and where we're at now i'm glad i'm not in the medical field oh yeah uh because terrible they are just they are taking it you know dropping mm -hmm. um, left and right <laughs> and, people and, people don't want to be like medical and people don't want to be teachers right now yeah i mean it, it's it's crazy but um so it seemed like with every decision in college i because I, I initially when i went into college i i was looking at being like a physical therapist um and then it shifted to athletic training and then it shifted to personal training and then it shifted to uh you know being a, a dietitian and then about that so it just kind of slowly moved less and less away from the medical yeah. field which i mean dietetics is, is uh, still in the medical field but um i just like this is not my interest um mm -hmm. you know I, I found more and more that my interest was in solving problems um so now looking back on it and, and i recognize this in undergraduate i was like i should have been an engineer i, I should yeah. have been you know some kind of engineering where i could yeah, that that's how my brain works. Um, but that wasn't the route I chose. So I, I was really kind of more interested in the social sciences, social services aspect of, you know, what are what are these societal problems that we have? And, you know, there's got to be solutions to it, you know, and, and so yeah. I ended up going and getting a master's degree in public health and ended up, you know, working for a food bank and I'm still there and still there. Mm -hmm. um, and and so it's been really interesting of course it, it's been uh not quite what my parents would have have wanted yeah. the Doesn't your mom still want you didn't does she still want you to be a doctor or does give you crap for not being a doctor uh i mean 
she i think she just gives me crap but uh <laughs> I, I think the the sentiment is there i mean and it's from a place of love i mean it's right yeah no, no, no of course you know she she recognized you know i i am fairly intelligent um and so academically i probably could have been a doctor now the work of being That's a doctor idea. oh my gosh it is <laughs> not something i would have enjoyed could uh, you imagine if austin was your physician he'd be like oh you're having all these heart problems you have diabetes well quit being a fat ass you dummy <laughs> he'd have yeah. so many complaints for having terrible bedside manner i, yeah. I would be the doctor from parks and rec that is just like <laughs> super straight with everything yeah. um but yeah so i i mean and obviously the compensation that a doctor receives versus what a food bank employee receives is very different. Um, right. yeah, but the, the schooling is crazy expensive too. Yeah. Yeah. And the Man. insurance and liability that they've got to yeah. carry for people that sue. Well, uh, also you would still be in school for like another three years. Yeah. Well, and that's, you are now. Yeah. That's the reason. So whenever I chose to go get a, a master's degree, um, in public health is what I got it in. Uh, I, at the point, I mean, so I was studying dietetic, dietetics. I had the option of going and becoming a dietitian, which was, you know, another master's degree, uh, but it was another two-year program. Well, I really wasn't interested in, in base-level dietetics. I mean, you guys have heard how I eat on this show. Um, and so <laughs> I, I really wasn't living the lifestyle. Yeah. I was interested in a part of the work, which was you know, a dietitian is, is presented with a problem of, mm -hmm. you know, there's some issue that they need to figure out and you plan the diet around that. Um, and then there's like sports dietetics and um, um, oncology nutrition as well. And I was really interested in those fields, but I was like, I'm not going to spend two, three years of my life doing crap that I don't want to do. Mm -hmm to then, you know, just to have the opportunity to do more schooling on top of that. So, yeah, I, I was ready to be out of school and my master's program ended up being a year and a half. Um, but, yeah. So, you mentioned earlier, you're fairly intelligent, right? Um, we would like probably all so. agree that besides producer Amy, you're probably this academically, this, you're the academically the smartest person on this podcast. Um, sure. bes uh, besides from producer, she's smarter. <laughs> yeah, she's way smarter. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, she. I, it sometimes it annoys me how smart she is because uh, yeah. she uses words, and I'm like, that's not a word. And she's like, that's <laughs> a word. And it's, it's uh, yeah, I sometimes hate it. Sometimes I have to be like, explain it to me like I'm five, and she <laughs> thinks I'm joking, but I need her to explain it to me like yeah. I'm five. Yeah. But, just leading me into one like um, one of my questions is it's common knowledge that we do not use all of our brains like we don't have yeah. access to use we only use like 10 to 15 percent i think mm -hmm. that's a pretty it's that's a given i feel like in science um but do you think that people that are smarter either what do you, like why do we have extra brains if we can't even use it, or you think smarter people can't access more of it, or my working theory 
All right, let's hear it. (laughs) Okay, do you guys have different personalities? I feel like like I have a worker personality. I have a Uh podcast personality. You know, something how I'm different around. I'm a parent personality. You know, all these different personalities. Do you guys, or is that just me? I think, I mean, I'm pretty straight wherever I am. I'm pretty much the same. Yeah, I feel like I I might change a little bit. I'm probably a little bit less, um, more reserved at work, but that's just kind of because you're in a professional setting. Right. Business, John, you would never recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen Business, Johnny. He, he's uh, interviewed a, at my work a few times, and he comes up in, in suits. A few times. I was the only one time. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. But my working theory on why we have more brain than what we can use is that eventually it like and not it doesn't obviously happen very often, but those personalities split and they go into a different part of the brain. And so because you have so many personalities, then each personality is part of that brain. And so then you can that's how split personality disorder works. So they have their own brain. just operate on full brain power, but they have, you know, seven different personalities. Well, actually, we'll just get, give it 10. That way, each personality can have 10% of the brain. <laughs> that is my working theory. John, I'm so sad that the education system has failed you. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't think that, I think that's just something they say in movies. I don't think that's actually a thing as far as not being able to use all of your brain. No, it is it's a common it's a it's a given like scientific thing that you don't use all of your brain. Um, uh I I don't know. I, I've heard that before. Google I don't it. know whether it's true or not. I'll Google it. I'll go um, turn around to Google it. <clears throat> um but you know the, the one I think it you could also look at it as maybe we don't know enough about measuring brain activity. Maybe there's just some things that are happening that are going unmeasured. The other thing is you've got, you know, the different sections of the brain that each handle kind of uh, specific specific tasks. So, you know, when you're saying about unlocking 100% of the brain, like, are you, you know, are you talking about mostly like memory and knowledge because that's going to be I, I don't think, know how brain works. works yeah I don't know how the brain works uh, all, all I know is that it's you don't access all of it like obviously I know there's different parts of the brain like yeah. short-term memory long-term memory you know are you more analytical are you more into not as mm. artsy right lane right brain left brain yeah, yeah obviously but I'm just saying maybe that's how you access more of your brain is you have more personalities yeah i i I don't know man uh i've read a lot of uh science books and and books about the human body and and they've they've never answered that for me so yeah well so i don't what is science i don't think that there's like a uh, a, a way like Austin was saying to measure exactly what your uh, capacity of your brain is. But 
it, no, but this... I was listening to a podcast with a doctor earlier, and he, I mean, he obviously didn't know the he didn't know the exact percentage, but he was like, yeah, someone was asking him like, oh, is this a given? Like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a given thing that we do not access all of our brain. I mean, yeah. the, the more and more we, you know, progress in society, the oh, see, I know more Steve's I trying to make me sound like a dumbass, but I listen to podcasts with doctors on it or whatnot, <laughs> and this is what the I'm doctor smart. said. No, okay. So what I just read, and it was not like uh, a definitive study or anything, but it said that um, like magnetic resonance imaging, like MRIs, ha like when when they look at brains, most of the brain is activated most of the time when you're conscious. Um, mm. But just because those like most of the area of the brain is activated doesn't necessarily mean that it's being used to its full capacity and i like i have no idea i i just thought i heard somewhere that that was a myth but i don't really know well based on my observations of people in normal life i would agree that they are not using full brain power <laughs> or they're choosing to I, do stupid I, th I think we're getting i think we're getting dumber i think collectively as a species we are getting dumber well uh, yes it, it, because it, no there's no way we're getting dumber as a species well, we're advancing technologically like, which makes which you have to have intelligence to do to advance yeah. yes I but think... as a as a whole we are getting smarter there's no way you can be inventing all this all these new things and be getting dumber i think there i mean that's my opinion i think that the more that and, and again i think it's collective because i think there's of, of course innovators and, and engineers out there people who are brilliant um but i think uh, I, I just think collectively as a whole we're getting dumber <laughs> i think we're we're you know forgetting history forgetting ways of doing things i mean you know you've got people who don't know how to you know do fix things and grow things i just think we're we're getting dumber well the, yeah but like so people the, back then wouldn't know how to, like i think we're a product of what our i mean you don't have to know those things right to do them. yeah because you can just google it and then figure out how to do it right then and then forget it until the next time you need to google it so well and that's what i was going to say we have access to all of this information and um, like back in the day, we would have to know how to how to fix stuff, how to do things. And so yeah. I, I think the amount of knowledge that we all have in our brains about like just general things has gone down because we have easy access to Google and yeah. like books and all of this information. Um, but it definitely removes the need for you to like study different things or like memorize things or, or yeah. have, did we just lose John? Oh, no, I'm still here. Oh, your camera went away. So, oh, um, he was fiddling with it. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, um, I think with well, the access to information, it's, it's made us dumber in a sense because we don't have to remember all the information we can still access it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
maybe next we'll get a, a doctor on the podcast here in the future and we'll yeah we'll uh ask them about about the brain <laughs> i'm sorry i can't focus i just got a text that said i need to pee <laughs> john, take a break. john you can take yes you can go pee we can continue the conversation oh my gosh <laughs> Lack of professionalism. I just want to have to have the podcast listener know this. Just oh, they're gonna know. edit this out. Edit this out. I'll be back. I don't remember when it happened. I don't think I can edit it out. Uh. <laughs> We're editing all of that stuff out, right? Nope. No, we we kept going. This is live. <laughs> no, we'll we're gonna edit it out. Yeah, we got it out. So you just made Stan's life more difficult, John. Yeah, Way to go. a little bitch. I couldn't help it. I was about to pee my pants. <laughs> uh, that would have been an interesting podcast. <laughs> I think that's where we need to pick it up again. I think we're yeah. going to be this. I, I was about this, to pee my pants. I think we're live again. Yeah. Uh, are we live again? Okay. Yeah, we, we're <laughs> live. And John's talking about penis pants. Yeah. Well, so, it's John. Bad, at least three days. So, question for you. You know, you've for three, three-ish years, maybe you've been working nights and like weird schedules. How has that, you know, how, how are you balancing that? How does that affect like your social life, your sleep schedules, going back and forth from weekend to weeks? I mean, talk about that a little bit, because I think that's, you know, not a lot of people work those weird schedules. Yeah. Um. It doesn't really affect me a whole lot because I generally don't need a lot of sleep. Um, if I can get five hours or so, I can function throughout the day just fine. Um, I mean, I like to get a little bit more. I'd like to get six or seven, but I mean, seven's really pushing. I, cause I normally can't sleep more than eight hours at a time anyways, um, unless you, I get that, uh, COVID shot and then boom it put me out like a light <laughs> but it hasn't really affected my social life all that much because um you know I just when you everyone else is working I'm just taking a nap like I'm yeah. sleeping yeah yeah um, I generally wake up in time by the evening dinner time um yeah. and then um, I'm good to go and then just on the weekends or whatever I'll just take a nap on Sunday to kind of reset and be able to go the next day. So it's hmm. so not really effective. Now, if I think if I was normal and like needed more sleep, like yeah. people, I, I tend to, like I said, I tend to not need sleep. And so like I yeah. stand, I know he likes to sleep a lot or likes to sleep in. Um, I like my sleep. See, if I had to do that, I don't think it would work out, but um, as mm. of right now, it's fine. It has yeah. gone a little bit harder. I am noticing that it's been getting a little bit harder as I'm getting older, but. Mm. Yeah, I worked uh, a weird shift. Well, I've worked weird shifts before too, at like early mornings or late nights. Um, but I think the worst shift that I ever worked was when I was at Tinker Air Force Base as an aircraft mechanic. Uh, I worked 3.30 p.m. to midnight, oh. um, which sucks because that's, yeah. that's prime yeah. social time. Yeah. And yeah. When, when you awesome. lose, even on Friday nights, and Friday nights is what was worse than what killed me, because all my friends were out hanging out. I was like 19 at the time, mm -hmm. and they're all having fun and in college and doing all this cool stuff. And then 
I get off work at midnight and then drive 45 minutes back home and it's one o'clock before I get home and it's everybody's already in bed. Um, well, I'm sure there were college parties and stuff going on, but uh, most of my friends went to a Christian yeah. college, so yeah. <laughs> they probably weren't partying. Uh, well, so anyway, it was it, it wreaked havoc on my social yeah. life. Um, and I ended up just not sleeping as much because of it because I still had um, like college classes sometimes early in the morning the next day and it was yeah it's not fun I, I'm not a super big fan of off shift work like not normal hours um, mm. so that was definitely one of the things that I wanted to get with my current job was like normal working hours yeah now I mean I would prefer to have um, you know work in the daytime but like I also it feels like I have four days off because you know I Mm-hmm. Don't go work until Sunday night, and yeah. so I get and I get off Thursday morning, so I have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So mm-hmm. that's pretty nice. But uh, I I mean uh, that's why I stick with it because I like it's like having four days on, four days off. That's yeah, yeah, which is really nice. <clears throat> Eight day work week. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Random question. What do you think the perfect Sunday looks like? Ooh, Sunday the day one. or Sunday the ice cream? Day Sunday the ice cream. Ooh, ice Sunday cream. the ice cream. Mm. All right. I like me a hot, hot fudge brownie Sunday. Mm. Yeah. I think you got to start with a brownie base. Like, yeah. yeah. Then I'm just keeping it basic with like vanilla, vanilla bean ice cream. Ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably just hot fudge, um, whipped cream, and some strawberries. If I want to get crazy, I'll put some nuts on there. <laughs> Not nut, but you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> These yeah. nuts. I uh, I had a Brahm Sunday uh, a few nights ago. I guess. Yeah. Man, it might have been last night. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just thinking, I was like. It's so nice that I can get like a good Sunday. It's like a dollar, two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, that's, that's dangerous. That's unreal. That's that's how you form unhealthy habits. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's two dollar or two dollar Sundays and free beer at your workplace. That's how you form <laughs> unhealthy habits. Yeah. Access have, to uh, cheap junk food and delicious beer. Yeah. This month of like me not eating fast food the hardest thing is breakfast burritos mm-hmm. and ice cream yeah because mm. i get off and i'm hungry i want a breakfast burrito like oh i could just buy, pass by brahms or sonic or taco bell yeah. pass by them all it's like uh-huh. dang it mm. oh. so yummy oh right. so my uh the the guy i share an office with at work jim this whole week, I don't know what got into him, and I'm not complaining by any means, but he goes to McDonald's in the mornings a lot of times and gets a breakfast burrito, and he's just been getting me one, like, all week. So I get him free breakfast burritos. It's been awesome. It's like, oh, this is great. Do you think he's going to one? Yeah. Like, I, I don't usually eat a big breakfast. One one burrito's per- perfect amount for me. Oh. How many burritos do you eat at a time? From McDonald's, at least two. Oh yeah, yeah. McDonald's well, comes, burritos are kind of small. Is that where you said they come from? Yeah. 
Oh, well, that makes sense because the order of breakfast burritos is two. Oh, well, so I'm getting his leftovers yeah. and I yeah. love it. I mean, I love <laughs> Okay, well, that makes more sense. I thought he was just buying an extra burrito on your behalf, but if it's McDonald's, it's well, coming with he, it. He just doesn't want it. He was buying an extra burrito because he doesn't get the meal. He doesn't get a hash brown. He just gets the burritos. And you don't drink. know that he doesn't get a hash brown. Maybe he eats that on the car ride in. I share an office with him. I see him eat. Yeah, but what I'm saying is maybe he eats that out of shame before he. <laughs> maybe I don't, that's possible. I also. What? He needs a snack before his burrito. It's an appetizer. Pre-burrito yeah. snack. A palate cleanser. Mm. No, I'm getting hungry just talking about this. <laughs> What's the last thing you ate, John? Um, I had some butter chicken um, from Trader Joe's. Ooh. Uh, that was about that's hmm. two hours ago, but it was also only like 300 calories. So, you yeah. know, time for a snack. Yeah. You need a hash brown, a pre burrito hash brown. Well, I don't have any potatoes. I'll probably just eat some yogurt. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, do you guys have any more questions or do you guys want to jump over into some quick President's Day trivia? Um, well, I had a question for you, Austin. Um, oh, so you work in a leadership role at right, I do. at your job. Um, so I was curious, what like have there been any big lessons that you've learned um, in regards to dealing with and managing people in the workplace? Because yeah. that's yeah. something I've always been interested in in, oh. in how to manage your interactions with people who you have some type of authority over at work. Yeah. Um, leading is fun. Managing sucks. Oh uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I've always been really interested in, in organizational leadership and, and kind of always fallen into leadership roles. Mm -hmm. um, and so that part comes natural, comes real easy to me to, to, you know, be able to, build a team, build individuals yeah. and kind of try to lead them and put them in an environment that leads to success. Yeah. That's natural to me. What's uh, not natural is, you know, correcting actions or mm. the thing I hate is just managing pettiness. And because oh, <laughs> yeah. the other big, you know, it's people are the best and people are the worst. That's I I'm, that's just my social outlook on life is that, you know, for every instance that you're like, wow, humanity is shit. There's an equal, <laughs> you know, it's the, you know, it's the uh, Newton's third law of energy or whatever, where it's like, you know, energy is never created or, or destroyed. It's, there's a equal and op opposite for force for everything. So, yeah, like someone will do something completely shit and then someone else does something that's like, wow, good for them to keep doing great things. So, yeah, you know, managing it, it's it's tricky and it kind of depends on on your team because, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of had the luxury in my role of, of hiring a lot of my team. Um, that's nice. So if now I had a few exceptions of, of where I inherited some people. And those were typically the people that I, you know, had struggled with in the managing or the leadership component, because mm -hmm. you know, the other thing with people in 
leading them is they all react differently. They all need different levels of support. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, I, I guess if you're hiring a team and you know how each person is going to react, you can hire the same type of person. But yeah. then ultimately your team isn't as effective because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you need those different personality traits, those different, that, that diversity of, of looking at problems differently and handling situations differently. And that's what makes a team good because you all have complementary strengths. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my perspective on leadership and management. I recently was able to, to change positions into in a role of innovation and research is my title now. Um, and so now I, I'm on an island of one. I don't have to manage any yeah. people. And it's it's so refreshing because <laughs> you know I when I w- was first at the food bank I w- or yeah at my work I wasn't um, I wasn't managing anybody I mean I was mm-hmm. managing a, a group of agencies but that's a lot different yeah and so but slowly I started managing more and more people and that, then your day just becomes a lot of meetings mm-hmm. and because you know I, I would have a a meeting with each direct report um, usually every week and then uh, would also have meet like team small team meetings and large team meetings mm-hmm. and so it just it felt like half of my week was spent meeting with these individual teams and for me as a task oriented person yeah at the end of the day at the end of the week it always felt like I wasn't achieving anything because mm-hmm most of my day was spent having conversations and and directing people to go achieve tasks yeah and so i had to you know kind of change my outlook on my work day to to understand that okay i'm not going to have a really a to-do list i'm not going to have a project Mm -hmm. list and then now i'm back in that that boat of okay now now i have all this freedom to to create and do projects and and get back to what i thrive in i mean really so um yeah i mean people are weird man (laughs) and and they get they have just the the pettiest of feelings sometimes and Mm -hmm. and, you know they they won't they won't work with someone because of one-off you know, interaction with that person. And then it's just like the whole thing is up in flames. And you're like, like, are you not a person? Can you not figure out how to make this shit work? Yeah. And so then, then you just have, you have to end up being like a parent sometimes and like, Jeez. and getting people together and be like, talk, talk, talk your shit out, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> be an adult. And be a normal adult human being. That, yeah. I th- that, and you guys probably have this perspective too of like, you know, when you're a kid, you just assumed that every adult had it figured out. Oh, yeah, which is and not then, the case. And all. you get into your career and your workplace and you're like, my God, these people are idiots. And, and you know, and not everybody, of course, but it's just like at yeah. certain times you're like, how, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just so baffling to me, but yeah, I, I do really like leadership and leading a team. Um, it's just more about 
I don't like managing the conflict. Maybe that's the millennial side of me of just like trying to avoid conflict. But well, I think most uh, people don't enjoy constantly having to like reprimand yeah. or get onto people or like that's that's yeah the not fun part about any leadership job. I yeah. say this not being in a, a like a leadership position over a bunch of people. Well, and I've in the chaos like that. <laughs> John is the one that causes the problems. <laughs> well, I, surprisingly enough, I'm actually not. Like, <laughs> I'm the one that actually gets along with. Like, I make, I make, do make sure they know we're work acquaintances, but I get along <laughs> with everyone. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I yep. guess in my office there was an email that management sent out, and he's like, "Hey, every, like, morale's really low." A lot of people are being petty. I had zero idea of what this was going on. I'm like, what is someone talking about? Yeah. But I guess like a lot of people don't like a lot of other people and like they refuse to work together, like you were saying. Oh uh, yeah. I was like, is this real? Like people just do your shit and get it done. like Yeah. Yeah. But it is funny. It's like I was completely oblivious to this because it's like, well, I get along with everyone, even though we're not close or we're not. But and I think that's because like they're they like to be in each other's lives and I just don't care about it. Like yeah. whatever. I care about your work life and how it affects me and how it might affect you. But well, to a certain that, extent, you kind of have to have that separation. Even if you are like friends, like we we're talking about, like I consider myself friends with a lot of the people I work with. Like you still have to have there there's there's a baseline expectation that you are gonna remain professional when you're at work. And um, like in in the times when I was in college, there were some friends that I that I worked with that I would hang out, hang out with outside of college. Really? We'd go to the bar and get some drinks and, and hang out. Um, but like while we were at work, there was this baseline professional expectation and we all met that. And the people who didn't meet that didn't last very long. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, you have to have that. You just have to have that awareness and, and know, OK. At this point, I'm oversharing. I'm getting too far into personal life. I'm affecting people at work in a negative way. Yeah. I need to pull back a little bit and keep it professional. Well, and I'm really good at compartmentalizing things. Like yeah. this is for this. This is for this. I don't think other. I yeah. think other people are maybe not so great about that. But yeah. Well, and it's 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 a lot easier to be friends with a peer, you know, someone on the same level yeah. as you. But mm -hmm. it's it's oh. really challenging. And what was hard for me was like I had built friendships up with people and then suddenly I was in a position where I was mm -hmm. their superior. Yeah. And so then, That's you know, weird. Then, it, then it's like, you know, how do you, you do your interactions change? And for the most the part, whole dynamic changes. I mean, it, it does. For, for me, I try to keep it pretty much the same because, you know, the, the other thing in, in Stan, you had kind of mentioned something that triggered this for me was like, you know, there's there's a the difference also between management and leadership is it doesn't matter what level you're at, you can be a leader and you yes. can influence others to That's a good point to kind of buy into your vision or whatever, you know, what you can influence people. Mm -hmm. um, influence is not tied to position. Yeah. Um, power is tied to position and title. So, yeah, and you can lose power, but it's hard to lose influence. So management, you know, that that's where it gets uh, a little bit more challenging of, 
you know, then you have to be in that position of like, well, and it's, it's also a little bit awkward if you knew someone's maybe bad habits or like ways oh, of yeah. off, and then you're in charge <laughs> of them and you're like, Hey man, you can't do that anymore. Like, oh, no. yeah, I, I never had that situation. Like when with Jim or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I never had that really awkward mm-hmm. moment or whatever. Um, but I, I'm also not, you know, I was never a hard ass. So I kind of set the expectation with my team. I was like, you know, as far as your hours go, I don't care if it's eight to five or, you know, whatever, get your hours in, but get your work done. You know, you know, the work that you've got to get done. So um, I I was always kind of like that of like set your expectation. Like, you know, no one wants to be on the grind for 40 hours and, you know, in a week, like you gotta, you gotta break up your day with conversation and, and, and culture and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. That's my feelings on people and management. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's probably uh, getting to be about an hour and 15 minutes of this episode. Uh, you guys want to skip trivia or do you want to rush through it? Wait, who wrote the question? You were aiming. I wrote the question. Well, <laughs> an internet website wrote the questions. Uh, and I stole them from there. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll go real quick. Okay, let's do All it. Right. Starting with true or false. Okay, President's Day is the federal holiday recognizing and celebrating George Washington's birthday. False. It's false. True. It's more than George Washington. It's more than Washington, though. It's all the presidents. No, it's, it's, it's Washington and Lincoln, I think. I don't know. I have no uh, idea. It is true. Uh, hey. they, they do not give a shit about Lincoln. So, yeah. Uh, was Lincoln. Two presidents, or one president, though. Well, um, Lincoln, well, it's also like apostrophe S, not plural presidents. So, mm-hmm. That's your tail right there. Okay. Um, how many presidents signed the Constitution? Zero. One. One? Zero? Stan? Uh, okay. Yeah, come on, man. It's a number. Three. Three. Uh, you're all wrong. Uh, it was two. Mm. Uh, and it was Washington and James Madison. Mm. Okay. I was kind of surprised John Adams wasn't someone who had signed it, but Madison was what the what he what president know. was. I don't know either. Fourteenth, thirteenth. I don't know. Um, okay, which pre- I think John will know this one. Which president was known for having gun duels with constituents? <laughs> <laughs> it's Roosevelt. No, yeah, I could. I, that's probably right. Nope, it's Andrew Jackson. Come on, John, you knew that. Oh, I did. Yeah, that does make sense, though. I think I mean, that Roosevelt I, is a good guess, but yeah, Andrew Jackson was just kind of an asshole. Oh, yeah. he's a kind of an asshole. He's a <laughs> giant asshole. I mean, he in a duel, he did get shot, but it wasn't a, a like he didn't die from it and was able to stay up straight and shoot and kill his opponent. Oh, geez. So, uh, yeah. Um, who was the first president to be born 
as a citizen of the U.S. Okay. Um, gotta be. I'm gonna go with Lincoln. I think it's before him, but I don't know any notable presidents really in that. Yeah, history. I don't even have a guess. I mean, it, it's probably somewhere between the nine and or like the ten and the around the tenth president. I'm assuming, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I don't have the number in front of me of which president this was, but uh, Martin Van Buren. Okay. Yeah, he was around uh, ten. Yeah. So. Wouldn't have guessed that. Man, I used to have the presidents memorized, and I don't. Anymore. I yeah, I never did, and. As I said, we're all getting dumber. I could probably name you about 10 presidents. Yeah. Um, well, you don't have to. So true or false, the S in Harry S. Truman does not stand for anything. True. False. It is true. It's mm. just a letter. Um, all right. Last question. True or false. James Monroe was the fifth president but he was the third president to die on July 4th. Ooh, that's pretty specific. That is pretty specific. I'm going um, with true. I think they're trying I'm to make you think it's with, too specific. I think I'm also going to go with true. It is true. And that's how crazy. weird is that? John that Adams and Thomas Jefferson also died on July 4th. Whoa. Which makes you think that July 4th really isn't uh, a celebration of independence. It's a celebration of these guys' death. <laughs> isn't, it that, isn't that so weird that, like, the coincidences of that? But then, like, also, there's, like, so many different, like, coincidences. Like, I don't, um, between, Yeah, the like, whole Lincoln-JFK. Lincoln, yeah. Thing. It's yeah. just, like, what in the world? And, like, they're killers, like, uh, Wilkes Booth and uh, who was... Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, like there's so many like links and stuff, and it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, Illuminati, man. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah, pulling the strings. Well, uh, I hope everyone has enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little bit longer, um, but it kind of gives. Hopefully, it gives you some perspective on where we're all coming from whenever we start kind of asking other people these questions. Because yeah, you know, our our intent with kind of who we're bringing in for interviews is people kind of in the this stage of of late 20s early 30s maybe even even older than that but just trying to figure out how do they what's their outlook on life what are they doing yeah. what was their experiences so hope you enjoyed it and um we'll catch you next time 